Speak seductively. Hi, everyone. I'm Kyle Cannon, erotic fiction author, naturist, and swinger. And I'm Lily Cannon, book cover model, audiobook narrator, naturist, and swinger. And you're listening to the Speak Seductively podcast. I have an erotic fiction series called The Photographer's Story and over 15 erotic novellas on Amazon. Two themes in my work are the promotion of a sex-positive lifestyle and the development of strong, sexually confident female characters. My writing has been described as slow foreplay, building until the reader is breathless with need. You can find my novels and short stories on Amazon. They're all free with Kindle Unlimited. We want to welcome you to another exciting and informative edition of Speak Seductively. We use this platform to promote other authors, talk about sex and relationships. Please be aware, we will be discussing adult topics from sex to the swinging lifestyle and more. Our approach is always classy, but be ready for frank conversations. Our guests are frequently erotic authors or those in the lifestyle. Hi everyone, this is Lily, and I'm so excited to talk to you about the products you can find at sexyboutique.com. If you've seen my photos, you know I'm a busty girl. These 34 double Ds get a lot of attention, but you wouldn't believe how hard it is to find corsets or lingerie that fits well and looks cute. That is why I was so excited to find Sexy Boutique and their amazing line of lingerie. My first corset from them is a lovely blue one made with exquisite stitching and materials. It did exactly what a corset should, lifting and accentuating my bust in a sexy and classy manner. I like their products so much that Kyle and I are now associated with the company and proud to have them as promoters of our podcast. Want to see what they have to offer? Click the links below. Following the link to Kyle's website will get you to the videos we've made of me in several of the corsets. I encourage you to check them out. It's Sexy Boutique, sexy with an I, dash boutique.com. Hey everyone, this is Kyle Cannon, and welcome to another episode of Speak Seductively. And this is Lily Cannon. And I'm I'm excited tonight. I have an author. We have an author with us tonight that um, we were introduced to by Eileen, who has been on our show a couple of times already. And um, I've had a chance to exchange some emails with Morgan. And uh, the thing that I have loved about the emails is. The level of sarcasm approaches something that I normally don't see in in real humans. So um, kudos and hats off to Morgan. Um, I I think in one email I threatened to refer to Morgan as um, Sherlock, as long as he would call me um, Moriarty. So, but anyway, um, our guest tonight is uh, Morgan Redstone. And we're going to talk about some of uh, your books and your writings and your deepest, darkest secrets and anything else that we can pry out of you. So, Morgan, do you want to oh dear. tell our tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and, and some of your your books? Um, well, I'm Morgan Redstone. I I write a lot of fetish erotica. Um, it deals with a lot of latex and rubber and bondage and ball gags. Um, I also have a problem where I put, put too much uh, plot in my books. Um, and a lot of times I sometimes forget that I'm here to write an erotic story and that 
people want sexy, hot, steamy things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't put that in for 5,000 words. They should probably uh, have a session. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the starting point of understanding who I am. So wait a minute. Are you saying you actually write erotica that has characters that are developed and a plot line? Yes, it's. <laughs> I know it's rare, but um, I, I, I actually. Mean, it's not just, hey, that's that's the description of most of Kyle's books. It's not just boobs and wee wees and going at it. It's oh hey, someone has a, a personality and maybe a soul, and uh, now they have a problem and they have to yeah. solve it. Yeah, but kinky Kyle's sex might happen. A lot of Kyle's reviews actually say that about his stuff too, that, oh my gosh, look at all these characters and like character development. Um, and then there's some really hot sex in there. So can you tell us um, what you have out there right now and a little bit about your books that you're writing? Uh, sure. Um, right now, I, my first season or series is the, the Sisters of Silence. Um, and that's, that's now in a, big collection that I refer to as the, the sexy sextet, uh, which it's really a septet because there's seven books. Mm -hmm. um, but whatever, I'm not changing the name. Well, sextet um, sounds sexier, so. It, it absolutely does. People are like, wow, that's, that's six books. That's <laughs> a lot of books. Um, yeah, it's, it comes out to about the size of a really long novel. And uh, that follows the main character, uh, Nikki, who ends up ending, like, getting merged with a critter. Okay. She doesn't, the critter doesn't like being called a critter. But she gets merged with this critter, and it, it lives inside her and kind of exists with her. And uh, she ends up as the leader of a of a cult of bondage nuns. So that's always <laughs> fun to explain. I think I, I, um, think I was taught by and, a bondage nun once. <laughs> oh, okay. Like a, a Catholic. What kind, of, what kind of school did you go to? Um, <laughs> anyway, um, and then I have the, 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 the Happy Fetish Queen stories, which is a series of three short stories that kind of were bouncing around in my head for quite a while. And I wanted to make a, a collection of Halloween stories that all had kind of a similar theme. And they also all have a one year later section because mm -hmm. I thought, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that happens on Halloween. What is, what happens next year as well? Yeah. Um, so, and then I have, a kind of a kinky light story and that's finding feathers so um i, I want to get back to, to happy fetish ween because i started reading that um and i i had a question a lot of your stories seem to deal with fetish um we have we have mm -hmm. talked to um authors who are into bdsm others like us that are are more into the the swinger oh, thing um how did you get into fetish, if I could ask, which I did ask, so I did. <laughs> well, me, I had 
been reading uh, a book about writing, and one of the things the the author of that book wrote was write a story that appeals to you. So the essentially with the the readers will come, you'll find someone who will like it. You know, mm-hmm. somebody who'll pay money to read this stuff. So I was like, okay. And I remember going through the internet, looking for a story that appealed to me and finding like the beginning of it would be kind of interesting. And then the ending would be like way out there in terms of what this person was trying to do. And I'm like, you just cut a person in half or something, or you, mm-hmm. you drop them in these things forever and ever. And there's there's no there's no real enjoyment there. Yeah. So I wanted your own things with happy endings and things with you know big plot lines. And then my particular taste mixed in so that it would be the thing that I would want to read. So a lot of our authors um they are also in the lifestyle. So, you know, Kyle and I have a lot of experiences that reflect the characters um, in his books. So he is creating with with quite a bit of embellishment, but... Um, not that much embellishment. Nah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> do you personally take anything from your life or are these just... Um, fetish fantasies, things that you would like to see in a book and you just kind of put them out or are you really partaking in these? Well, if I was really partaking in my book situations, I'd have superpowers and I don't. Um, <laughs> well, okay. The, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, Kyle <laughs> you're really the people in his books, but. Well, I, I take some things like I, I have had that moment of lucid clarity where I'm like, what am I feeling right now? What am I thinking? What is what is going through my body? What is what are my nerves doing essentially? And that sort of thing. Um, and I I know it sounds kind of silly to sit there and be like, well, I'm having a good time right now. What is my body actually thinking and doing and feeling? But there's a part of me that does that and I come back with those experiences and I say this is what I want to describe this character is going through these these sensations as it courses through her nerves or you know through the brain shutting off during certain parts and how you're just mm-hmm. kind of go back to lizard brain because that's what we do. We, yeah. <laughs> we devolve a little bit and then we come back to our senses and we're all good. Yeah, yeah, that's a really great way to explain it. So, so uh, yeah, yeah. let's... Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say anymore. <laughs> that, so, uh, that particular train of thought derailed at the station. And, yeah, yeah, uh, we get that a lot. Everyone was lost. Yep. <laughs> It's been it's been one of those kinds of weeks for us, actually kind of month for us. So we totally get it. Um, yeah, join the club. Do you do you have a work in progress right now that you're you're pounding the keyboard on? I do have a work in progress. Um, it is a really long work. I wanted to shoot for over 
the 90,000 word, word mark. And wow. I think I'm going to hit 120 by accident. Wow. Um, and it's a standalone. So it's, it's essentially the two characters meeting in a fantasy world and kind of dealing with the aftermath of a, a cultural revolution. And now there's, there's still this, this fear of this evil wizard that has to be carried on because he has enemies and they have to pretend that they work with him and stuff like that. I'm making it sound more plotful than it really is. <laughs> Essentially, the, the main character kidnaps a girl from a village and uh, tells her, hey, I want you to be my assistant and here's what's going on. And they hit it off. I mean, there's monsters, there's magic, there's some fight scenes, and there's there's a lot of things that happen when you sit there and let yourself go and say, what would a perverted wizard do with magic? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I what if he had no morals? Ugh, yeah, we're big A lot fans. more. So... We're big fans of so, fantasy yeah. sci-fi stuff. I, I love that line. It's what would a fantasy wizard. is super great. Yeah, well, it, so. it, it, it gives you worlds. I mean, you are creating the world that you want your characters to live in. So you can do so much with a fantasy uh, world and approach. But I, w- I was saying, I don't know if ever, anybody could hear it, but I love the, the line, what would a perverted wizard do with his magic and i I think i'm i I don't know if everybody else would be thinking this but my mind is just racing with possibilities yeah um there's still artifacts that people find in chests and stuff like that and it's like a bundle of leather straps and and like a rubber ball and then it immediately hog ties gags that person it's like okay don't touch that leave it alone let's get about this person you know that sort of thing i mean especially if you know found this in your grandfather's chest and didn't know what it was it'd be kind of a bad time so is it a um, magic ball gag or is it a possessed ball gag? Yes. They're they're not alive. I wrote them to not be alive unless there was very special circumstances. So in that case, it has a desire to wrap a person up in a certain way and the magic goes away. It's becomes mundane and and then you just have a person stuck in this thing. That sounds a lot of a lot of the plot line does revolve around something that it does have a personally or personality, excuse me. Um, there's a, a super magical dress that the evil wizard left behind um, and the Empress wore it for many, many years. So so do you, you know, have to read the book for that description? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you know about a time frame where you might be finished with it? I am in the last hurrah, my my main climax. Are you enjoying the podcast so far? To help us continue bringing you quality and interesting interviews, please consider supporting us. To learn more about Kyle and his work, follow him on Twitter at Kyle Cannon Author or on Instagram at Kyle Cannon Fiction or Facebook Kyle Cannon. Now back to 
Speak seductively. Uh-huh. Of the book <laughs> is over. Um, and I'm just kind of finishing things out. Um, and that'll essentially be my last hurrah into this world because it's it's kind of taken care of. So begin, beginning, middle, and end I mean, all in one novel. Pretty much. It's it's split into two parts um, with the sort of the characters falling in love and getting to, you know, let's get married in the middle section. And then, okay, part two starts. And now we have some things that we need to fix and take care of because, you know, things happen. Do you have a working title for the book yet? Mm, my <laughs> my title right now, which is definitely going to change because it's really awful, um, was Wizard in the Wench. And I thought one day I'm like, man, I could do a Wizard in the Wench or Wizard in the Witch or Wizard in the other W words that occur to me. Wizard <laughs> in the Weirdo. No. Um, something something will come to you while thought, you're trying like, to come up with a cover. Pretty much. So I'll have to come up with something. And I I don't want it to sound like it's about the tower because it's not. There, there's a tower if you didn't know. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't know what to come up with. So it'll be fine. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, particularly phallic symbols, towers are always, you know, a good, good thing to throw in there. I... I do like establishing that it's uh, a high fantasy right off the bat. Mm -hmm. the, the book starts in a little hamlet called Land's Edge. And Land's Edge is literally on the edge of the world. So. All right. Um, one of the things that we like to ask authors and where we try to kind of get into your process and um, do you have a specific place that you write? Are you a um, hand write everything and then type it? Do you have a drink that you always have with you? So we're always curious to know how people get in the mood. Hello, did we lose you there? Hello? I think we lost Morgan. That's okay. Right. We'll edit that out. All right. So <laughs> thanks. <laughs> did you hear my? Oh, whole... no. Oh, no. We won't. No. Stop <laughs> it. Um, so if listen, you heard my question. You. Um, your question, yeah. Your question was about: Do I have a place that I write? And yeah, and uh, process and a drink, and so then we'll we'll just cut all this and start it there. Okay, that sounds good. Okay. Um, when I go to write, I don't have anywhere that I. I mean, I have my one machine that I do my writing on. I don't really have any sort of rituals. I don't need a drink or anything like that. It's just. Um, sometimes it'll, it'll build up in my head until the point where I have to get it out or I can't sleep. Um, I haven't handwritten anything like, like I'll handwrite a note maybe once or twice, but like, I haven't really handwritten like a serious sentence or a letter or anything like that, uh, in probably five years. Um, and my handwriting is atrocious at this point too. So <laughs> I think I tried to write in cursive like last year and I couldn't remember how to do a Z and I was like, wait a minute, I'll just. I'll just do it this way and like, like a Z that just had lines in it. It was really funny. Um, I, I've created so my I own alphabet, so. <laughs> oh, that sounds unique and interesting. Um, 
so he really hasn't. Yeah, my my state of mind. I usually, I think I end up writing a lot more at night. I think that's just usually when I get to do it. But that could have something to do with the fact that I usually work during the day. Mm-hmm. So, not really any like crazy rituals. I sometimes, I sometimes will read the last like probably five hundred to a thousand words to establish where I am again. So I'm not describing the room a second time or. Mm-hmm having something happen or talking about how somebody opens a door when the door is already open um that sort of thing but other than that i just kind of i just kind of find out where i was and if i get stuck on something then i kind of i kind of let my brain sort it out on its own i'll come back to it the next day and i'll be able to kind of throw something out and sometimes the characters write the story for you so it's yeah like, okay well if you're gonna do this then fine let's do it um I- I try to let my characters do that. And a lot of times for me, my, like part of my process is once I get the bare bones out, out on um, the computer screen, I'll like, I'm working on a novel right now that I've been working on for three years and I'll go back and I'll read it from the beginning and find I make edits and then I completely change how I'm going to end the story. So <laughs> I have some, I have some people who have been asking when it's going to come out, but um, I'm always curious what other authors do as far as their their process. I may just end it and, and just have a blank page and say that's it, I'm done. Um, but <laughs> I, end I, it like the Sopranos and just do the whole page in black. And, mm-hmm. Pretty much, or you know, I figured do a whole Game of Thrones kind of thing and just give it to somebody else to finish. Kill everybody. I'll kill everybody <laughs> and then go. have somebody else take the story and run. <laughs> um, I, I, have, I mean, you could go that route. With, I have too many characters. I need to, some of them need to go away, but I don't really like putting that many characters in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually feel like I have too many characters now. I've I've grown the story and I feel like some of them just need to go and, and leave me alone. So I, I'm in that process right now, but I had... Um, uh, one kind of wrap-up question for you, and that is, who do you have a favorite author? Mm, I do. Um, let's see here. I have some favorite authors. Let me get this away. Uh, I always feel bad because when somebody asks me who my favorite authors are, I have to like go look at a list. Um, it's funny because when we interviewed Eileen, she was the same way. Um, and, and I think a lot of a lot of us are like that. Lily and I were talking about, um, you know, we'd have to create a list, and then the list would change depending on: are we talking fantasy? Are we talking sci-fi? Are we talking erotic or romance? And so it's a very unfair question, but well, I ask it anyway. But I, I mean, okay, I like I like for my the the things that I really like are, are urban fantasy, and I will go to. Um, Jim Butcher and uh, <laughs> shoot. So I'm I'm yeah, laughing because our, well. <laughs> our I'm laughing because sitting on the desk right now is uh, our two of his books, uh, Turncoat and um, no, that was Oh, okay. So yeah, I ha- I yeah I I love Jim Butcher. I've been reading him forever. I so segue. I said I was doing a wrap up question. Have you read the last two books in the series? Mm-hmm. I think I am. I think I need one more. Um, 
the other person I like is uh, Patricia Briggs, and she writes uh, the Mercedes Thompson books, and those are really good. Um, my absolute favorite author would be uh, Sir Terry Pratchett. Um, this Discworld series is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite book of all time is The Amazing Maurice and His Talented Rodents, something like that. Um, that book throws you up and down the emotional roller coaster. And I mean, I remember just having to be asked by somebody else who was like, are you, are you okay? I was like, oh, I'm just bawling because the cat in the story died. And uh, so yeah, it, <laughs> I was like, okay, I know it's in a story and it's just wrecking me though. So it's, it's fine. It happens. Um, but those, those are essentially my top three that I go to. I love urban fantasy. Um, the Sisters of Silence is a, an urban fantasy story. It takes place in modern day. Um, it takes place in unnamed city. So whatever. Um, the, the the three stories in Happy Fetish Ween take place mostly in urban or fantasy type things. They're all modern day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so does Finding Feathers. The the first real fantasy story is is really the the one I'm working on. I guess book seven of the Sisters of Silence is more of a fantasy thing because they travel to a fantasy world, um, which is always funny because it has been remarked that, yeah, Nikki's really strong when she's on Earth because nobody can keep up with her. But when she goes to this, she's just a, a high-level character, you know, in a world of high-level characters. <laughs> um, and that's actually the first time that anything really puts up a fight. And that book is also one of my favorites. Like I really read it and I, I found myself getting really invested in these characters I'd written six months or a year prior and just being like, man, I, I hate it when I do that. I'm like, I wrote this, but it's good. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I, hope, you should, I don't want to blow my own horn like that because I don't do that. Yeah, but I you should, I should feel that but, way about I mean, it, right? I, I know, but I don't like to sit there and and toot my own horn it's it seems like it's i'm not that kind of person i just i want everybody to read my stuff and enjoy it okay well i have had a couple of i was gonna say i'm gonna toot your horn right now so i'm i'm reading happy fetish ween and it is really pretty crazy cool and erotic and i highly recommend it so it's going to be in the one of the things in the links uh in the description so uh, if you're listening to this, just click over and take a look at it. It's, um, I, I, um, I guarantee it's unlike anything that you find out there. And I mean that in a really good way. It's a fun, erotic read. So Morgan, can you give us a, a quick overview? Where can our listeners find you do you have all the social media accounts obviously listeners these are going to be in the description but um morgan just give us a rundown on where people can find you um well i do have a twitter account and i check it fairly often um i've been steadily sitting at 250 followers for about two years so if anybody wants to send me direct messages there i will respond probably um I also have an Instagram account where I don't do anything dealing with writing, but I really should. Um, I have a Facebook account where I get happy messages occasionally from people saying, <laughs> I found this really refreshing. It didn't go too far or it was really entertaining. It didn't do 
you know, it didn't get into like crazy sadist territory. And I'm like, yeah, it didn't because that's not the kind of thing I want to read. Um, so yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, probably this show with Kyle and Lily. Now you can't find me here. I don't know. Maybe they'll have me back. They might not. Who knows? Uh, we'll probably <laughs> have you back. This weirdo? Yeah, we'll link everything in the descriptions. Oh and when you finish that that larger novel, we absolutely want to bring you back and talk about that. Or before then, just as All right, a, great. try to push you along. So <laughs> I I literally need to write like 10 to 15 to maybe even 20 pages and I'm done. And I'll just be like, okay, off to the alpha reader off to the secondary alpha reader Fine. and then maybe off to the beta reader um so yeah that's that's what i'm doing and i i hope to have that done before we speak again because i'd really love to talk about it more in depth um other than just kind of giving hints and various things like it's it's gonna be a really fun book it delves into a lot of a lot of weird territory but it's a lot of weird territory that's also kind of fun um, it kind of goes into the two characters sort of getting comfortable with each other and and not even really worrying about all these different weird like things that can occur between them. So I, I think I think it's really good read and I, I can't wait to share it with the world, honestly. I can't I can't wait till you publish it. Um and we we will definitely have you back to talk about it. It's I mean it really it sounds like something that we need to read and then sit here and have a book discussion about it. But um, I want uh, to say I would, I would love that. So no, so I just want to say that I'd love that. It would be, it'd be absolutely great to, to have somebody react to it and be like, uh, this blew me away or, Oh, this is weird or whatever. That'd just be perfectly wonderful feedback. It's hard to get feedback. I mean, I get four star and five star reviews, but, Sometimes it's just like good, great, Reddit. Yeah, I need something more concrete. Like, than that. But we we will definitely yeah. do that. So, Morgan, thank you so much for joining us uh, on the show. And listeners, uh, look at the description, click on the links, and make sure you get some of Morgan's books. Hey everyone, Lily here, and I have some exciting news. My first corset arrived from sexyboutique.com, and it was all I could have hoped for and so much more. From the first moment I opened the package, I could tell that this was a very well-made piece of lingerie, but putting it on was the real test, and it passed. Oh, did it pass. Kyle and I are so impressed with the workmanship and quality of the lingerie at sexyboutique.com, we've become affiliated with the company. Be sure to click the link in the description to see what they have to offer. Speak seductively.